Welcome to the Every Thought Matters podcast, where I get a chance to talk to people about their thoughts, their journeys, and have a little fun and hopefully learn something about ourselves along the way. So please click like, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a comment, and thank you so much for listening. It truly means a lot to me. Have a great day, and remember, every thought does matter. Today's episode is with Inner Peace Coach Jordan James. In this episode, we talk about certainty, our childhood imaginations, being certainty addicts, and my Michael Jordan dunks. It was a fun, enlightening conversation that could have gone so much longer. I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. Have a great day. Hi, Jordan. Welcome, and nice to actually finally meet you. Yeah, you too, Kelly. Happy to be here. Very. I'm glad you're here. And as I talked about before we got on, I really, I'm flying blind on this podcast today because I don't know much about you. So I'm just going to run with it and kind of see who you are. I know based on your social media posts, I love truthfully the vibration you bring in everything you do. I read a Medium post this morning that you wrote recently, which I loved. But beyond that, you've got some good, it's truly a vibration that you put out on social media. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah, I, I, um, in some ways for a while there, I felt like I was going crazy because I, thought the rules didn't apply to me anymore. And I still think they don't apply to me anymore. Like the rules of what I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to do. Um, so when I finally stopped trying to play by the rules, I was just myself. I was yeah. just me. And so I don't know exactly what that vibration is, but whatever I put out there is just me. I don't have any agenda behind it other than it feels good to share those things. Well, for my podcast listeners, you guys can't see this because I don't do video on my podcast, but I can just see the inner peace that you have. You're very calm. I could just, there's like a little aura around you. And just the way you speak, even just two minutes into this, how did you get there? Because we all want that. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm not here all the time, I will say. Like, I'm feeling particularly um, enlightened right now, or just, you know, myself right now. But how I got to be myself was honestly through heartbreak. Yeah, yeah. I've been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think there's two different ways we can go with heartbreak, whether it's grief or an actual relationship or our hearts breaking for the lives we never got to live. You know, whatever it is that breaks our heart, we can choose to twist in and let that cave us in and let us harden and protect ourselves even more. Or we can let that pain open us up even wider into love or not knowing and into nothing which is everything. Yeah. And so I think, I think all of us can get to this place of inner peace when we just keep opening. And keep opening just no matter what comes that you just open up to it and then process it. Or what do you mean? by? Yeah. Um, to, to not judge it. Uh, this is the, the, the part of my flow that I'm going through right now is I'm realizing my judgment is the only thing blocking me from experiencing love and peace. I and really like that. 
Yeah, and when I clear myself from judgment and when I stop trying to cling to certainty, judgment and certainty are the two big ones for me. Um, that is what opening is. You know, it's it's like, I don't know, it, it, it's almost like I'm naturally, we're naturally open, we're naturally relational. But it's when we start clinging to certainty or we start believing the eyes of judgment more than we believe the eyes of love, that is what causes us to close. I never looked at it that way, but again, like as I've written on many of your posts, you seem to always hit home. And that's why, you know, blindly I asked you to be on my podcast because you just seem to talk at the same wavelength that I think. And you write in the same wavelength that I think. Even the one medium post that I, you know, where you talked about not being centered, which I thought was so fascinating because everybody, you know, inner peace to me is being centered. And, but yet you're okay. You didn't judge it. You just went, I'm just, that's just where I am. And you wrote it and, you know, wow. It just, it's a, I don't know, just how you articulate yourself as, just even talking to you, I can feel inner peace coming over me, just in the way you're talking today. I really, I'm, I, I can't describe it. I wish my listeners would be able to, to feel that. But again, that's why you're an inner peace coach, correct? Yeah, yeah. But I, I think that's why I think, you know, really, I, I think with my coaching. It's even more about letting, letting my people know that they don't have to do this alone anymore. They don't have to feel this alone anymore. I have spent my entire life until recently so alone inside. And part of that was because I spoke a language that not a lot of people speak. Uh, and also because I judged people who, who I thought couldn't speak my language, you know, through my own judgment, I created my loneliness. Wow. And I was afraid to let people in. I was afraid because it's vulnerable in here. It's scary in here. But when I found my people, when I found people safe enough to let in, um, my life really changed and so that's what i really want that's what i'm here to do for my people is to say look like i get if you need to see for yourself a little longer if you want to do this by yourself a little longer i get that because i had to too but you know where to find me if you don't want to do this alone anymore that's and that's very powerful because it's you know, it's kind of the, uh, I don't know, the opposite of what they think on social media is where you're trying to, you know, create a sales funnel and get clients or whatever. And you're like, I got what I got. And if, and when you're ready, you're, you'll be ready. And if not, it's okay. It's okay. And the fun part about that is that that's drew up a lesson that I learned from my life coach that I had years ago. And some of the messages she gave me, I didn't resonate. And then three years later, I'll text her like, oh, that's what you mean. And I'm sure, do you get those two? Just like, oh, yeah, I wasn't ready then. Because there's sometimes, and I wrote somewhere probably on Medium or whatever about how we're ready to receive messages. And you actually are doing that, just saying, hey, when you're ready, you'll be ready. And that's okay. And again, the lack of judgment in there is so powerful. I just, I, I'm again, overwhelmed with peace, just thinking about what you just said. I mean, you're already changing me and how I think right now, right here while we're recording this. Wow. This is so fun. This it is, is so fun because we're both coaches and it's, I just, 
you speak a, a, again, you talked about that. And I liken people in life on a, a racetrack, like, you know, like the 400 meters, right? And everybody's running around the track. Some people a little farther along than you are. So you're trying, you're, you're you may not have the same speed as them, but I kind of liken you as being a little farther down that, you know, that racetrack than I am, but I'm ready to receive that message, if you will. And that's neat because yeah. do your, all of your clients feel this amazing amount of peace when they talk to you? I, uh, I don't know, but I don't know exactly what they feel, but I do know that every time we talk, like magic happens. Yeah. I, can, I feel the magic. Mm -hmm. that is, I love it. I, but it's also, go on. Sorry, I was going to just say that uh, the magic happens only because we don't try. I don't try to make the magic happen. That's a powerful, again, how long have you been doing this, now, the, being an inner peace coach? Uh, only a couple of years now. Yeah. Aw, puppy. Yeah, that's my girl, Ginny. Uh, hi, uh, and she, she's a sweetheart, but you've just doing this for two years. Did you work in the corporate world? What did you do before that? Or what was, what's kind of your origin story? What led up to all of this? Yeah. If you want to well, talk about it. Sure. Um, I actually got my degree in engineering and civil what? engineering yeah um so i worked in transportation engineering for four years and i just it just it wasn't my people i think that's kind of what it ultimately came down to is i still felt lonely and i still felt not enough it's like that Einstein quote, although I don't know if it's an Einstein quote because Einstein gets quoted for a lot of things he didn't say, but whoever said that quote about um, something about don't judge a fish for its ability to climb a tree. Yeah. yeah, I felt like I was in this environment where I wasn't that good at engineering, like the actual, and because I didn't really, I didn't really enjoy it. And so I quit. And I started pursuing writing and then I was realizing, man, I do this, this coaching stuff, whatever that is in my personal relationships. I wonder if I could just start charging people for it, charging strangers on the internet for it and see what happens. That's literally my origin story. That is wonderful though, because it's somewhat, you know, similar to mine is because I was a computer programmer for 25 years and wow again they weren't my people but the thread of it was I had an ability to actually one of my gifts is my ability to elevate people you know and I listened uh, to a lot of law of attraction stuff and one of the basic tenets of that is, is when you're around people you focus on their good stuff you keep focusing on them and they stay around, you can keep elevating them. And if they don't, then, you know, you move on. But I've done that with uh, my computer programming career and my filmmaking career. And like you, like, you know, now I'm a holistic life coach plus, but, and I also do podcasts in conjunction with that, but then podcasting is so much fun for me. I love having these kind of conversations, just raw organically. I don't, didn't know you from Adam or Eve, but yet yeah. here we are. And I love that. I just, I, that to me is a better endorphin than most of the programming that I ever did. Yeah. Or even the film, even the filmmaking, because if my filmmaking friends know what it's like to be on set when it's a cool, the coolest feeling because you got about 25 to 30 people all working for the same goal. Mm -hmm. And that energy is just like an endorphin rush, but I get the same thing out of this. And that's why like you, it's just like, okay, I do this already in my personal life with people they ask me and 
you know, and like, all right, I've done it everywhere. So why not get paid to do it? Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you're a natural at the podcasting thing and I'm sure at the coaching thing too. I mean, anybody who's brave enough to go into this space of like to have a conversation with somebody starting from nothing, like starting from no homework or no judgments or whatever, that's brave. But that that is where you can really shine. Well, that's fun though. I, I really, it was for me, I love challenges. Like mm-hmm. in two, you know, 2019, I literally left California and moved back to Texas, which is home for me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a job or a car or a place to live. And I showed up here in Rockport and found a place the next morning and had a job a couple of weeks later. And to me, that was a challenge. It was a mental, like, can I do that? I packed yeah. up a van with my dog and drove for two straight days. Mm-hmm. Stopped in El Paso, but it was a challenge. And this podcast with you specifically was, I relished the challenge of not knowing really anything about you and going, let's see where this goes. And then you just bring this shining aura right into the window that I, it's just, I hope my listeners can hear how aligned you are because it's amazing. I personally think it's amazing. Wow. Thank you. I receive that. And I also, I have to check my, well, welcome in all of my parts that are like, oh, wow, like the magic is happening. Let's make sure it keeps happening. Like I have these parts that that see it and get excited and they're like, okay, yeah, so we have to be this, we have to stay this certain way so the magic happens. And yeah, that it's just, that's kind of like part of being open is seeing that and being like, okay, welcome. Like, welcome. I'm not going to try to like make you go away because you're unenlightened. I'm not going to believe you either, but like you have a space here in the conversation. Yeah. And as coaches, that's what we do is we make space. We literally make a container for that person that we're talking to. And for me, it's on the podcast too. I give you a safe space to be your true authentic self with, again, with no judgment. I mean, you know, it's, that's what we do because if we can do that, then they'll open up and then we can actually help them make the magic because we're not making the magic for them. They're making the magic on their own because they're changing mm-hmm. their vibration of who they are. And that's what a lot of your social media is about. It's all vibration. Like you talked about one about the little, about the kid, which was, you know, that hit home because, you know, you know, I've had trauma as a child, but which I've yeah. put to bed, but still it hit home because it's like, wow, she puts those kinds of things out there. I got to know who this is. And I'm so glad that you even said yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Are you talking about the one um, about how I hope you, I hope you get to live the childhood you never got to have? Is that the one? make me cry. That's awesome. Because that's awesome though. That's a, I have a process now that I ride, I don't have a car, so I ride my bike to work, which is a couple, two miles or so. And there's a little field and I just picture my, that child going, yeah, you're, you're living the life that you thought you would. Yeah. And, and I do that a lot. And then it, it's, but it's in, like you said, what you, it's no judgment, which is, I'm really going to replay this back and take a lot of notes because I kind of want to focus on you and what you're talking about and come back to you but I will listen to this again because you you're very profound but yet I know it comes from not only a place of healing but also a place of truth Mm -hmm. right yeah I mean truth is truth is still sort of tricky for me because 
for so long. I grew up in a conservative Christian background and I thought truth was something that had to be defended or it had to be absolute or um, the truth, finding the truth was worth any means to get there. I had so much, I have so much baggage around truth. And well, and even be like, beyond that baggage I have this part of me that stresses out about the truth is it true or not and that's really stressful to have to decide if it's true or not so I don't really I, I think it is truth that I feel but what I look for now is is it helpful is it is this thought helpful it, is this way of being helpful or unhelpful and i i go with what's helpful and i think i maybe what's helpful leads to truth i don't know if it always does but if i only have one life to live i want to think helpful thoughts to enjoy living it Right, I agree. And uh, just to piggyback on that a little bit, truth for me is it's not only all, every, the preconceived notion that we have in society of truth is all these good things, but it's also those bad things too. And once you start owning all of that, it, and as you say, don't pass judgment, it's just there. And then all of a sudden it just, it falls away. It, it turns to dust no matter what it is, even if it's a good truth or bad, then, then you just let it go. And is it helpful? Yeah, absolutely. There's, and I think that's, that's where I'm going with my personal life is my journaling is, you know, exploring what really is my truth. Cause I've, and you know, there's some layers you got to get, a, there's a lot of veneer with all of us and myself personally, I have a lot, you know, to peel away some layers and whatever so but truth yeah. still as you talk about you give it in a container and no you don't judge it and then ask yourself is that helpful if it is use that to your advantage yeah. why not right right yeah yeah something something just occurred to me i don't i don't know if it's true or not but do you mind if i share it or talk please it? please that's what this is about I probably won't explain it uh, very clearly, but I, I think the, the feeling of truth really matters. Like the relationship between truth and judgment really matters because so often I, I have tried to find the truth so I can adjust all my judgments based around that truth like the truth becomes a should and a supposed to if the truth is a should and a supposed to i think that's just a certainty we're clinging to so we can feel like we can have control over our lives because now we're making the right judgments on things but i feel like there's a deeper truth a truth that isn't about judgment at all it's the opposite of judgment. And I, I think that is the real truth when judgment doesn't make sense anymore. Whoa. Whoa. I got to let that sink in. The real truth is the truth. That should, where there's no judgment or judgment doesn't make sense anymore. I really love that. That's, very profound. Wow. I have to digest that. Holy cow. Yeah, honestly, me too. It, that just kind of popped into my mind. I don't know if oh. that's... A, I'll, I'll have to digest that one too. I love it though. I mean, Jordan, I think that's great because that's what it is. That's... Wow. I know. She's got to be in the picture, apparently. Yeah, rightfully yeah. so. 
she's gosh, she'll be thirteen in March. Oh, thirteen wow. human years. Yeah. Thirteen human years. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ninety-one dog years wow. for those of us who could do math. Yeah. Yeah, I'm retired from doing math now. When I quit engineering, I was like, <laughs> Yeah. I uh, just in side note, I got a friend that, that I work with and she's like 19 and she's taking calculus in college and she's like killing it. I'm like, how do you do that? Cause I know your engineering degree, you had to do that calculus stuff, derivatives oh, yeah. and all of that. Oh, yeah. have mercy. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually had all the maths. I really enjoyed calculus the most. It felt the most like poetry to me. There's a lot of people that would say that. I, yeah. I know people that would say that. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the interesting things you said at the beginning was talking about certainty. Because I go to a certain point of where uh, there's some people who like variety in their life and there's people who like certainty. And certainties, uh, certainty, and I wrote in my journal this morning is that I'm a comfort zone addict. Seriously, I am. And certainty falls into that. And you said something about where it's just outside of the scope of certainty where you, and can you talk a little bit how you came to that? Cause that, I kind of want to revisit that just my own personal growth. Mm-hmm. Hopefully my listeners will get something out of it too. Sure. Yeah, I'll do my best. Um, I think we all are, are comfort zone addicts. I think a lot of us are. Even those who, who like seek adrenaline, the adrenaline is their comfort zone. You know, like that is where they feel comfortable. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but that has been my experience. Uh, and so with, with certainty... I, after my divorce, I found out that my husband was cheating on me most of our marriage. And, and that was my worst fear come true. Like all of my trauma, all of my daddy issues. And then the heartbreak of that particular experience too, was just inflamed in my in my spirit like it was all it was all I could see and I did a lot of things trying to ease that pain I went I went to the gym a lot I lost a lot of weight I um switched my acne medication I started reading, like getting super into spirituality and also super frustrated that I lost my peace, you know, all of it. And I came to a point where I was realizing that every, all the going to the gym, trying to make myself um, more admirable, even trying to become enlightened. All of that was me trying to cling to certainty that if I do these things, I can be certain I will not experience this heartbreak ever again. Wow. And I still, yeah, I I mean, whenever I'm stressing myself out, most all the time, it's because I'm trying to figure out the right way to control my life so that I can have certainty that I will never have another bad moment. And that if I do have a bad moment, I will be so enlightened that it won't bother me anymore. I see. I... I sell my soul. I've sold my soul for certainty that, that I, I will believe what the patriarchy says about me, 
what capitalism says about me. I will believe that and I will achieve that because they promised me that if I achieve that, I can be certain that I matter. I can be certain that I'm enough. If I can just jump through all of these hoops, if I can just look good enough, if I can just find a partner, if I could just make enough money, then I can be certain that I'm enough. I sell my soul for certainty. That's so fascinating. I've never heard anybody ever say that. Uh, that's powerful because it resonates with me because, you know, that's pretty much all my, most of my life is selling it, my soul to certainty. And I'm, again, like I wrote in my journal today, I'm a comfort addict, which is certainty. Comfort and certainty, you know, are best friends. They're related. So that's interesting. And how did you come to the point of saying, no, uh, sorry, but certainty you're not part of me anymore how did you, did you just wake up one day or was it gradual was it how did you get there well um it's gradual and it's still happening to me but i began to realize that certainty doesn't exist like capitalism and the patriarchy in our society, they promise certainty. Donald Trump promises certainty that, that he will keep us safe, which is why so many Americans clung to that, not to him, but to the certainty that their fears will be safe, their fears won't come true. Everybody offers the promise of certainty, but it doesn't actually exist. Nope. And I. I was killing myself trying to actually achieve certainty. And certainty requires that we, we tame ourselves. And I didn't want to live tamed anymore. The opposite of, of certainty, or, or I don't know if it's the opposite, but where I wanted to go was wide open space was the wildness, was my own humanity and radical connection with myself and other people. I, and I wanted to heal. And I realized if I was gonna heal the patriarchy inside of me, capitalism inside of me, racism inside of me, I had to treat myself better than they treated me. Go. I I had and so in order to do that, because as soon as I started treating myself better, as soon as I started being kind to myself, another part would come in and say, if you're too kind to yourself, you're gonna get lazy and you're gonna like fall apart and you're not, you know, your life is gonna be miserable. That part was was like, if you be kind to yourself, you're never gonna be certain that your life will end up okay. And I had to risk it. I don't, I'm not certain that my life will be okay. I'm not certain that I'll never have another heartbreak. I'm not certain I'll never be cheated on again. I'm not certain about anything. But, but in exchange for my certainty, I get me. Like I get everything that makes me actually feel alive while I'm living. You traded one for the other, which is beautiful. And I just wish people could see how amazing that is. And maybe that's a note for me because eventually someday I'll start a YouTube channel and post these under it because, you know, I love it because you went through all, you got to treat yourself better than all these other things. And that's, that's the way to, it's, it's kind of a dichotomy because it's a little bit of certainty because once you are certain that you're going to treat yourself better, the certainty that you wanted everywhere else goes away. Sure. Yeah, that's neat. I love that. But again, that's a, a, a 
huge thread within everything that you've done on social media that I see you on Twitter or see you on Instagram. That rings true in pretty much all your, your posts that you're out there, you know, doing that. And I just think that's phenomenal personally. So, and that is neat. I'm just, I'm trying, I'm just talking out loud, processing what you just said. So, which is beautiful. And I'm sure your clients, you know, go through the same feeling that I'm getting just recording a podcast. Like you, when you talk about certainty, which is it's its own little container over here. And you're just like, okay, I forget it. I'm not certain about anything, but me and my truth and who I am. And that's, you feel more alive now than you've ever felt in your life, right? Yeah, I do. I do. I really do. 2021 is upon us, and we are a couple weeks into it already. Still not where you want to be? Resolutions already biting the dust? Are you still letting outside factors influence your inside happiness? If so, book a free consultation with me at everythoughtmatters.com and see how I can help you with your love life, your career, your purpose, or just help you get unstuck. Check out everythoughtmatters.com for more information and book your free consultation today. That's neat. Yeah, we're pointing that out. Uh, what? It's, you're having a loss for words, which most of my friends will tell me that's not normal for me. I can always come up with something, but where do you go from here? Um, I, I participate in the grace of today and trust it to be enough. That, that's my motto for this year and maybe for the rest of my life. I just live, I live here today. I do my best to live here today. And if I, I often go out into the future or go into the past or ju- I judge people all the time, I judge myself all the time still. And I just, if that happens, I forgive myself and I come back, like I clear it. Like I I had last night, I had to go through a whole forgiveness process with myself for forgiving myself that I wasn't AOC, forgiving myself that I wasn't, I'm not like this, like super, uh, I don't know, whoever I think I'm supposed to be. I had to forgive myself for that. Right. So that's what I do. That's where I go. That's, I, and what type of spiritual practices do you practice to get to those points? Do you do meditation? Do you do journaling? What do you, anything off the beaten path that you do or no? Um, I, well, this, the past six months or so, I've committed to myself that I'm not doing anything that I'm supposed to do. So if, if nothing else, that is my spiritual path is if I'm supposed to do it, I don't, if I, and if I don't want to do it, maybe that's more of it. I don't, don't, I don't do anything I don't want to do, even if it's meditation, even if it's yoga, even if it's like something good, I don't want to do it. I don't do it. But when, when I um, do meditate, it's, uh, it's great. It's magic because I want to do it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I will say um, I've had two major tools that have come into my life other than the people I'm around. I would say the people that I communicate with are the biggest catalyst to my chain, my own evolution. But um, other than that, I've, few years ago I really came into the Enneagram and that really helped show me the spirituality of the Enneagram not like the personality typing tool it's a personality right right. 
Um, but that helped show me a lot of my own shadow, a lot of my own games that I was playing. It helped show me my worthiness games and my certainty games that I play on a new level. Um, I don't spend as much time thinking about that anymore, but that was a really big pivotal moment in my life. And But recently I have been obsessed with this modality called internal family systems or IFS. Highly mm -hmm. recommend that. I do, that is the, is my primary modality um, that I coach my clients through. Mm-hmm when it's time to use it, but uh, yeah, it, it's super fascinating. Good, good. Yeah. I love the words, you've used the phrase certainty games and I just think that is so, I mm -hmm. love that. That made me smile inside because we all play that game in our head because part of my coaching is every thought matters. So, and I go down a Buddhist path of watching your thoughts like yeah. literally just watch them because i believe you receive thoughts you don't think thoughts so mm -hmm. and when you receive them you just watch them and go okay yeah and that's good it's kind of like a you know a tinder swipe left swipe right kind of thing you know and i doing the certainty playing the certainty games is looking at those thoughts and go yeah yeah okay and i i struggle with certainty personally because that's you know, because of, you know, childhood trauma and things like that, that made me cling to that, like it was, it was oxygen. And we all play that. And I play it. I know people that are really, really good at living life in a variety, meaning they don't care about certain, they, they just want to go play and they'll, they'll try something. And yet I get people who like a friend of mine and in, in LA told me, it's like, I love, she told me, I love that you're out there trying to do this. Like, I, there's no certainty in the podcast game. The only thing I'm certain of, and I am cert, pretty well certain of, is I love it. It's fun for me. I love talking to people. It's, you know, I work at the world's largest retail chain, so I talk to customers all the time, and uh, I have an ability to connect to people, and I love it, and that's why the podcast is so much fun, mm -hmm. but, and I know I'm certain of that, but yeah. There's nothing about this podcast. I don't know what it's going to look like at the end of 2021. I don't, I'm, you know, I've got a couple more guests booked up. I've got two or three, you know, backlog trying to find mm -hmm. time in their schedule and my schedule, the matchup, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So, but we do, gosh, I play the certainty game all the time. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. I mean, me too, but I'm catching glimpses. I love that you mentioned play because when we stop trying to cling to certainty and we stop judging, all that's left is play. Interesting. Yeah, I agree. Like that is the childhood we never got to have. It's our, our certainty and our judgments that make oh, yeah. us afraid to play. Yeah, like that little eight-year-old me playing in the, there's a little spot there. So mm -hmm. I just imagine, and I see, I vis physically visualize a picture of me as eight, when I was eight, because I have mm -hmm. one and I carry it in my wallet all the time. And I yeah. picture eight-year-old me playing. Yeah. And I, I'll say to my head, you know, it's okay. And oh. then I see the joy. I see the joy in that yeah. kid. Like it's all right. It turned. I turned out okay. I'm getting chills. That's it's, it's just a, you know, that's journey. I mean, I've been through a lot of therapy and whatever else to deal with, and I put a lot of stuff behind me, and I'm grateful for that. But for me to get to that point is a, you know, like you said, every day's a miracle, and that's for me, it's a miracle that I'm there. And I, you know, I do a lot of my coaching centered around, you know, certainty and then a little bit of certainty or variety is you can find people, you can talk to them within five minutes. You're going to know whether or not they're 
they're about certainty or they're about variety. It's really, as a coach, I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then I also, there's a, a gal by the name of Sally Hogshead who's uh, wrote a book on how to fascinate. And when it comes to vocational stuff, you want to be fascinated by it. And I'm fascinated by people. So, and I also ask people about their vocation and they got to ask them, I have to ask them what, what fascinates you about this? Why? You know, like you did, you peeled away a lot of layers to find those truths, but you got to peel a lot of layers, find out what really fascinates me about coaching. And for me, it's people. Because the more you talk to people, the more you learn about yourself. Because people are mirrors to us. And that's, I find that all the freaking time. Mm -hmm. I do. I have a, like a friend of mine that comes into the deli where I work. And he's always bubbly and everything. And it's so overwhelming at first. And then I adjust to it. And it's like, it's great. Because I just see this beautiful free spirit. Like, wow. You know, so... I yeah. just, I love that. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing your story and your thoughts. It, it's really an honor to be let in on that. Well, again, going back to the beginning is we give ourselves a container here in which to be free. And uh, we literally didn't, we do not, did not know each other before this, other than follow each other on social media, whatever, which is whatever to me. That's not a connection. And I love the connection to another human is the best thing for me personally. It makes me, I don't know. It's my drug of choice more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love doing this. And, but I also love hearing your story and where you're at. And I love the fact that you say that, you know, I'm not happy being an engineer. I'm just, and I'm already helping people. Why not get paid to do it? And then here you are providing guidance even for me just pretty much every day i'll see your post I'm like okay yep she's right on that one yep yep that one yep uh-huh you know and it's to the point where i'll share it I'm like come on people just go follow her you're gonna get that but again messages are ready or sent but it doesn't mean that you know message in the bottles made it mm -hmm. to the shoreline yet mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, that's a thing that I, I've had to um, really put down about social media as this heaviness of like trying to get people to like me or to follow me. I'm, I'm just, I'm really not interested in trying on social media anymore. I, but what I do love about it is it like, it helps me open a window and let myself out you know it's like a it's just a space to play in and con to connect with people in and to make magic in whether I have doesn't matter how many people follow me or not yeah yeah that's kind of how I feel like I'm the same way especially about my podcast you know because I don't have like stupidly huge numbers but I'm still I'm asking people right and left and you know how it is like and to use it in the dating world like you think somebody's out of your league which to me is a load of bs but you'd think somebody is out of my league on to come on my podcast because i'm a you know kind of a i started in november of last year so i'm kind of new but i still ask these people like and i'm like i'm not afraid because it's not about the numbers it's about this kind of like especially today, this kind of connection. I was nervous about it and it's just, it's blowing me away. And I, I, it's amazing because you bring a great amount of presence to this, but so, and it's just, it's been way better than I thought it would be because I knew I was flying blind today. I knew I was flying blind, Jordan. I really did. I'm so glad you did though. I mean, Cause I was, I have parts of me that were nervous too. So I appreciate you saying that, but I think that's like part of, part of the real connection is like, there's a certain excitement around meeting somebody new and knowing 
you're going to connect with them. You're not going to, you're not going to like have to live up to these certain judgments of who you think you're supposed to be, or you're not, you don't have these questions ready to fall back on, you know, like it's just pure connection, but it's been magic. Yeah. It is. And I love it, but i the only thing I was certain of is we both have the similar vibrations of how life and, you know, just, just, yeah, I can't even put it in any different words. And other than that, it's just like we have the, the same kind of vibrations about life and about where we're at and, you know, certainty addict that I am and a comfort addict that I am, you know, I always, and I've also said too, to my newer moniker for myself is I'm a recovering people pleaser and and I'm again part of my truth that's what it is because that was my coping mechanism as a child is that was the way I could get be happy and now I that doesn't serve me and I, I look for things that serve me that satisfy me because the word satisfy is like you look so satisfied it's not even funny girl it's seriously, you really, really do. Like, and a lot of people have this misconception about satisfaction being complacent or content, but it's a, I don't see it that way. I love doing things that satisfy me. Mm-hmm. Like this, doing this podcast, I'll, I'll, have, I'll have an endorphin rush for about three hours afterwards. I guarantee you I will, because this is, this is how I want it to go is when I have conversations like this that are so raw, so organic, yet you get, you're giving me a huge container to be Kelly, all of me, 360, every bit of who I am in one space. And I'm giving you the same. And we're both radiating out of that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'll have an, I'll have a big endorphin rush after this. Seriously. I, I will too. Good. Like, this, Good. Yes, it's great. It's been, Have it's, you ever done a podcast before? Yeah, yeah, I've done a few, not not very many, but a few of them. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah I. Uh, this is the first one because I haven't done it in a little while, but I feel most like myself here. Yeah. Oh, you're glowing. Seriously, your aura is truly shining and I hope my listeners can hear that and feel it and feel your positive energy but not just that your vibration because that's that's what changes us that's about the only thing that's certain is vibration and it changes all the time and changes yielding constant right Mm -hmm. so that's an interesting thing I'm fascinated. You want any, you want to talk about anything else? I feel like I could talk to you for hours because we're just in this glow of, Oh, I feel so good. Yeah, I really do. Cause I had a preconceived notion because I get usually Monday and Tuesdays off and then taping on Tuesday means I have to start my day tomorrow and go back to work or whatever. Cause I have what we call a survival job, which I'm sure you're aware of. And aside from my coaching so I could pay the bills. And I thought, okay, I got to work today. And this girl, Jordan, this is not work. This is just, this is play, isn't it? Don't you feel like a little kid? Yeah. I feel like a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. Which is Which is so precious because when we were kids, we didn't, we, we just knew instinctively how to play together. Like we could go up to a total stranger in the sandbox and start building and playing. Like we knew how to do that. But as we yeah. as we grow up, we forget how to play with each other. We forget how to yeah. actually connect. Yeah, I agree. And that's, I always want to go back to that with it as a human is just play more and use your imagination more because you could make an entire city out of that sandbox in your head. Oh yeah. And that's what we did as kids. We did that. Or, you know, growing up, I'm from a very small town in Iowa where I grew up and 
so we had literally you know 400 people so we you had to have imagination to do stuff because mm -hmm. there wasn't much to do right there's you know there was one park you know that was it so we figured out how to go play catch or go play baseball or go play football or whatever. My younger stepbrother and I used to play, we bought some racquetball rackets and tennis balls and we would play a version of tennis and racquetball off the side of the school wall. Like we used our imagination. We were kids and that's what we did. It was just like, and it was fun. It was great exercise, of course. And he would beat me because he was an athlete and I'm a, not an athlete, but it was the best times. I couldn't, I hadn't thought about that moment in forever, like 20 years or so at least. Yeah. And we, that's what we would do. Mm -hmm. We knew where the, we would draw a chalk line and everything and that was out of bounds and score it. I don't know if we scored it like tennis or if we scored it like rec, we scored it like racquetball. And that's what we did. We would just grab our rackets. We had, you know, my dad and stepmom kicked us out of the house, come home when the lights turned on kind of day. And we would, that's what we would do all day in the yeah. summer. Yeah. Here you are oh, yeah. recreating that for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just that little boy that's sitting in that uh, field over there where that's what we had in, in my little town was fields. And you just, we played football in the outfield of a softball diamond. We didn't have a football field. We, that's where we would play. Yeah. You know, that's what we would do. We'd get on our bikes and ride. So, yeah. you know? Right. Right. And use our imaginations. Mm -hmm. I imagine myself being Michael Jordan when I played basketball. We had short hoops. So, and I was still growing and, and whatever. So we had short hoops where, you know, as a little guy, I could actually dunk on. So I always <laughs> imitated Michael Jordan dunks. Back, this was when he was in North Carolina, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way before his NBA career. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, uh, you bring so out the kid great. in me. Yeah. I well, love that. Yeah. I, I mean, think about as adults trying to do that. So often we would be like, this is a softball field. We can't play football here. Like these right. are short hoops. Like we, we can't feel good about ourselves playing on these short hoops. Like we would judge ourselves. We stop ourselves from like everything has to be this perfect or like there's right. people watching. We can't play here. Yep. It's our own judgment just, that gets in the way. Yeah, it's just opening up our imaginations. And you talked about opening up and just, I don't remember how you said it because now I have to go replay it because I will because I got to listen to it. And so I do all the audio editing and everything of this and, and uh, listen to it because you talked about opening up that container and just letting it all in and become be, would you remove judgment on anything it just opens everything else up and it becomes bigger and greater and then you let more in because then you let more goodness in correct yeah, yeah. wow and that's what kids do though they, do. they look at them and go eh, whatever you know they're different than me whatever can you catch the ball? Yeah. All right. Great. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I wonder, I wonder if play is what we did before we learned to judge things. I wonder about that too. Cause we should, I, you know, play is not just in games and activities, but just being playful, just like a, there's a video, uh, I'll send it to you on Twitter, of this little girl that went viral. It's like 100,000 retweets or whatever. And, and it's the mom videotaping her little girl who's in the backpack with her dad. And the little girl is seeing the waterfall for the first time. Oh, yeah, please send that it, to me. Yes, and but yeah. that's what, that's how we should be. Is that all like, almost my mom always says there's little miracles every day if you just got to look for them and that little girl looking at that waterfall as a miracle and that's what we do when we play when my brother and i make made up a game we literally made up a game that i can remember 40 years later yeah. literally and yeah. we made up this game our own rules our own scoring the only thing that was you know 
sort of static was the ball and the racket. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what you're free to do when you realize the, the society's rules don't apply to you anymore. Oh. You your own. And wow. the little girl looking at the waterfall, you know, that's not how we should be. That's how we are. That is yeah, our natural state. And when we're not there, that it's just an opportunity to meet ourselves in our judgment and forgive ourselves for that. Yep. And see if it's ready to be cleared. And then we return to everything being a miracle. That's what play is, so. It is. Right? Yeah, super is. Do you know who Gordana Birnat is? No. You should. Because she talks about it, about us as humans, when we were born, we had all of exactly what you just said. We are playful and open. And then we get all these programming inside of us, you know, the societal programming. And then uh, you find joy when you go back to being that, like this girl in the waterfall. You're going to love it. I just, it's going to give you chills. And I, I can hear the little girl's voice, but, uh, and then, Gordana is one that I'm going to have on my podcast at some point in time. Like I said before, I'm telling you, I love her. She's like one of the Oprah has recognized her and so on and so forth. She's got a book that's really, it's not like a self-help book. It's more of a, it's a guidebook. Like you can pick a number between one, 233, read a few pages and it'll give you some wisdom and some insight. It's so good. And oh, that's great. Yeah, I don't know. I'll hook you up with that. And she yeah. typically follows most of most uh, healers like us. So I just called myself a healer. That's funny. Um, yeah, how do you feel about that? Uh, overwhelmed. But you bring out something in me that I it's been dormant for a long time. I don't even know if it ever existed, but it's like it's. Wow, I, I don't. You bring out the child in me. Yeah, I love that. I'm I'm grateful for that, and that's neat because I just I love the way you write and the way you, what you do, and literally it's a judgment-free zone, which what you do, and that resonated with me and just made me aspire to be a little bit better, as always. But because people are mirrors, I don't, you know, Jordan, we all are mirrors to each other. Yeah. And I teach people at work, you know, when we work in customer service, it's like that customer might be yelling at you. That's 80% about whatever is going on in their life, maybe 20% about you. So just remember that and let them, I've had people talk about stuff that I don't talk about anymore, you know, politics and stuff like that. Cause I just, I don't need that gray matter, that gray stuff in my head. Mm -hmm. And I just let them vent though. And I smile and I, make them feel better that they had somebody to talk to. And now I have customers that just walk by and wave at me and smile and say, Hey Kelly, how you doing? You know, I appreciate you all the time. Mm -hmm. Just because I give, I do what you did when you first walked into this podcast is gave me a container to be me. Yeah. Yeah. It's your gift, man. It is a gift that we, we both have that gift of being able to do that. <laughs> So I think we should actually wrap this up because also as I'm going to talk to you for days, honest yeah. to goodness, I could, you're uh -huh. that you're seriously that you're that spiritually beautiful that I could just absorb as much energy from you to last me a long, long time. But how can people find you? And if you want to do a plug for your coaching, talk about that. You can give your little, I'd love my listeners to know about you because I personally would highly recommend you. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Um, well, you can find me at jordanjames.com um, or on Twitter, Instagram at just Jordan James. Mm -hmm. I spell my name Jordan with an I. So it's J-O-R-D-I-N. Uh, and that's about it. I mean, my, my coaching... I, I'm so loyal to the magic. Like it's 
the magic happens when it's the right fit at the right time. So I'm not, I'm not interested in convincing anybody of that. Like it'll, it, it comes together when it comes together, but yeah, you know, you know where to find me now. Yeah. And that's beautiful. I, yeah. Yeah. You just give me, I have one of my friends that she's, used to be my coach and now she's a friend of mine and she says she gets downloads all the time and that's kind of what I'm feeling right now with you oh great oh that's such a fun feeling it it doesn't happen to me very often it's I I've got so many people lined up in the in the backlog when one of them is uh, a former pro beach volleyball player and she and I I went out to LA to visit her before I lived there and I had that moment where the entire universe honest to goodness, I was like at this apex of downloading everything. Just, in, uh, I can tell you almost exactly what day, I know the day and exactly the time and exactly where I was. Wow. I was reading a book. She gave me the book, The Four Agreements, and I just started reading it. And it, wow. the whole universe just opened up. That's so lovely. It was, so, and it doesn't happen very often. It's why I'm, you know, a spiritual seeker to this day was because I want to get back to that. That was Nirvana to me. And yeah. I learned a lot from you today, not just being my guest, but just who you are and what you bring to the table. I've learned. A, this is one I'm going to probably take notes with after I actually, you know, record the podcast and get it uploaded and all that good stuff. I do appreciate you taking the time and the space and having a, a wonderful rest of your day. I really do appreciate you so much. Yeah, can't believe yeah. I get to know you now. That's awesome. I know. Look at this. We're friends now. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah. You have a yeah. wonderful day. Okay. Yeah, you too, Kelly. That's, that's All right. True. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.